Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC terms apply. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience of owning them is a great one. A new legacy in sound, JLab's new luxury over-ear headphones, seamlessly blending innovation and lab-quality sound. Over here at Fake Doctors, real friends, we love our JLab Audio headphones. They feature over 70 hours of playtime, four different colorways to choose from, and three noise control modes. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond, but at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. What's yeah. up, motherfuckers? <laughs> Hi. How are you? Hi, friends. How's it going? Donald and I just played tennis. We did. I'm hurting right now. Are you sore? Yeah, I've been. I'm on this real hard workout kick. You know, we you lost weight, by the way. You look good. I'm, I got to get skinnier. I got to get down a little bit more. I know, but, but I want. I want you to know that I see that you're looking good. Good work. I'm putting the work in. Like if I miss Peloton, I'm going to the. I go, look, all right, so look, I go to this gym, Unbreakable Performance. I got to shout them out because I've been going there for so long. And they have an outdoor facility right now that's really dope. And I've been, you know, putting the work in, lifting weights, you know. Uh, they're, you know, like I said, they're really safe. I've been boxing and stuff. Uh, you know, I can't stay at home and motivate myself enough to work out every day. Yeah. So the Peloton is great. Cody, I love you, bro. Thank you so much. I don't much know that he listens all... yet. I don't know that Cody listens yet, but we're going to get even him. If he does, even if he doesn't, I love you, bro. Thank you so much. Like, for real, man, Cody's going to, when it's all said and done, these Peloton instructors are going to be like Peloton famous, man. I That's know. real talk. I really want to have a, I want to hang out with Cody one day. That'd be great. I want to be I appreciate Cody's friend. I appreciate him, and I appreciate Unbreakable Performance. Thank you guys for it. Thanks for put, helping me, you know. Start this journey again. Well, I joke. I joke about it, and I say, you know, in my next comeback, after this comeback, I'll get really ripped. 
Well, you look good. Um, Thank you. And I know that it's hard, and I'm at it. I'm working at it too. And I got to say that. So Donald is that person. Maybe you listeners have a friend who cannot play tennis for years and then come back and be doing like trick shots behind his head. Hmm. And everyone else that's been taking lessons the whole time is like, oh Jesus. You played really well today, man. You I were did. the most consistent was, out of everyone today. I won, I won MVP, according to Chris, our teacher. Yeah, definitely. Chris Crabb, shout out. You uh, definitely th- were MVP today. You won a lot of your games. I'm just in my head. You know, I have a a sports tick. Is that it? Is that what you call it? You I got the bug? No. Um, what do you call it when you... I have a mind thing with my forehand. You saw, like, I was running around my forehand to get to my backhand because I'm just, like, in a fuck my head about my ah. forehand. It's fucked up. But so I run around it, and I, and bizarrely, most people have more trouble with their backhand. My backhand's consistent. Yeah. You need to work on your forehand, bud. I know, bro. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. but I'm telling you that I get into a groove with it. Right? You sound like country clubs. Country club snobs, you need to focus on your forehand. No, bro. but dude, and I'm, then she I thought the fans would appreciate the ball. I thought the fans would appreciate that I'm talking about sports for a second. I, uh, you know, I just I, there's times where I can hit it fine. I'm just in my head about it. Blah blah you, blah. You blah, blah, gotta, blah. you just gotta work on your forehand. You work on your forehand. You're golden, dude. I know. I'm gonna get good. That was fun. I love tennis. Um, I gotta high. I gotta start off the show just by telling everyone to watch the Billie Eilish documentary. Uh, it's on Apple, and it was amazing. I haven't seen it. It's incredible. I knew I don't know anything about Billie Eilish other than you know her her hit songs and that she won all those Grammys. This documentarian follows her. R. Uh, R. J. Cutler is his name. He did a he's a, a famous documentarian, and he followed her for a year. The key year where she like there's footage of them recording in her brother's uh, Phineas's bedroom. All the way through to them winning all the Grammys, and I have the, a, I have a question. But let me just tell you that you know okay. some documentaries you feel like oh this is just a fucking PR bullshit. She really gave the whole family gave this documentarian such access, and and it just is really special. I love documentaries and I love music documentaries, and I'm telling you all to watch this. And what an incredible family she has. Her parents are incredible. Her brother is incredible. I just I, I I've been thinking about it all day. It's one of those. So I, I highly recommend it. How did they know she was gonna blow up like that though? Like wouldn't they like how would they bet this is the crazy thing? How do you document something like that before you know it's going to be successful? I think no, because I'll answer that. Because there was an album before that was getting her insane traction. Not gotcha. the one that not the one that made her a global name and won hundred Grammys. But before, she was becoming like everywhere. And the kids, you know, young kids were just downloading, streaming her song incessantly. She had a lot. Her Instagram followers were climbing like this. And so they obviously knew something was cooking. So, and you know, and you see her. You see her. She's doing small venues, but they're selling out. And and then, but she's literally, the whole album is made on a laptop and a piano and a mic in her brother's fucking tiny bedroom. She's talented also, but he's... You know, he's, well, he's, he's he won producer. Skill. He won producer yeah. of the year that year. Think about this was what's crazy about it. I love these stories, dude. They're they're just a brother and sister. You know, they're just really good friends. They love music. They've been playing music their whole lives. Their parents got them into music. They're just sitting in his bedroom writing songs. And then this guy wins producer of the year, beating out people in zillion dollar studios with all the fancy musicians in the world. And this young girl, she's seventeen years old when this is being shot. 
And her voice, I had no idea. I'm sorry, I don't know enough about Billie Eilish, but her voice is incredible. She's got the skills. And he's the mastermind producer. They write it together. I don't know. I sound like I'm the press agent for this documentary, but I'm telling you, and you can watch it if you're listening and you have teenagers, you can watch it with them. There's not a single, you know, R-rated thing in it. And it's fucking awesome. And I, her parents are inspirational. Like, they're so supportive and it's just, it's great. Speaking of tennis, Richard Kine is hmm. an amazing tennis player in this show. Well, he's only really good at his serve. But he's here. Should we count in and then bring him in, guys? We have Richard Kind. Let's speed it up. All right, Donald, count us in. Five, six, seven, eight. some stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's the stories that we all should know. So gather around to hear our, gather around to hear our Scrubs Rewatch Show with Zach and Donald. Mm. All right, we're very thrilled, everybody. You know, we've been talking about Richard Kind. Let's bring him in. Uh, we we love Richard Kind, and we finally got him. What are you laughing about, Daniel? Just the me- what? I'm sorry. The message that Joel sent. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know you said it to me. I, I just I'm sorry. Richard is concerned his cursor on his computer won't work. Yeah, so he switched over to his tablet, so he should be good. We can let him in. Okay, I've been on the phone with Richard while you guys were doing your intro. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> I was wondering what all the idea. faces were for. You were, like, so nervous, Joel. Well, I right. just assumed she was watching Rebels on the other TV. Oh, I my God. <laughs> <laughs> right, should I bring him in? Yeah, bring him yes. in. Richard Kind, everybody. Living fucking legend. There he yeah! is! <laughs> <laughs> Looking good, too! Hello, guys! Hi, Hi, Richard Kine. Richard, that's like Joel and Daniel, our producers. How are y'all? Nice see to you, see sir. you all. It's good to Hi, see Richard. you. Richard Kind, I gotta tell you, we've been doing this podcast, and the mantra of everyone is like, fuck all those p- other people, forget that Bill Lawrence, bring me Richard Kind. Let me tell you something. My friend Rick Milner and his son, Jeff. Yeah. Go, you know there's a podcast about scrubs. And you call them and tell them you want to be on. I go, they'll call. <laughs> <laughs> if I call, that's me needy. And that's me wanting attention. I said, don't worry. They will call. You're so fucking funny. Richard, I, I guess... First got- of all, let, let me tell you, I'm very happy and thrilled to be on this, but Thanks. it's so nice to see you guys. It's good to see you, too. I love man. you guys. I love you, too. Great, we, great, played, great. we played golf together, Richard and I, for a couple of holes, yes, actually. We did. Yes, You're we a did. very good golfer. You, I am not. You take your time. You're I, very- used, I used to be a very good golfer. I used to be very smart. There are lots of things that have dissipated over the years. But wait, Richard, are you genuinely good at tennis? Because in this episode, your serve is ridiculously on fire. In what episode? Um, we are talking about the oh, episode. Red Oaks? Red this Oaks? Epi- this, uh, the episode of Scrubs that we're talking about. Did you watch it by any chance? No, I haven't seen Scrubs <laughs> I haven't seen Scrubs in years. Oh, it's a great, it's a great show. Well, don't worry. Well, we're, let's we're, not talk about I've it. heard it's a good show. Are anyway. you on, are you on a show right now? You do a show right now. Yes. I am the Costco of acting. <laughs> I'm all over the place. I come in quantity and I come cheap. And if I'm on a show, 
you get well paid, right? Yeah. Pay yeah. Well. yeah. But if the guest on the show, uh, oh, we're thrilled to have you. Oh, you're so good. You're wonderful. Here are a couple of quarters. And then they <laughs> like a little monkey with a cup. Oh my God. Well, here, Richard, go. what I'm saying is that you were on an episode of you're on multiple, but the but one we were gonna focus on today, your your character hurt his do you remember this? Your character yes. Don, you think Donald fucked up your shoulder and 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 but you have in the episode we cut to you serving and it's so good that you throw it hits Johnny C. McGinley and it throws him against the back wall. Do you remember That's that? That's when he goes left. I, I sort of do. Yeah. I, sort of, I was a good tennis player, mm-hmm. but that was high school. And uh, what I wasn't a good, what I had was one shot because I was a fat kid and the ball would come to me and I would hit a cross court shot that was pinpoint in the corner so that the guy couldn't return it and I wouldn't have to run. (laughs) I I, I had to win every point that way. That's what Donald. I was good at the net, but if I really had to reach. I wasn't so agile, but I I was okay at the net. Donald does these trick shots. We we play. Uh, we just played today, actually, and he does these. He didn't do any today, Donald, but he does these things where I never. I don't even know what kind of spin it is. He like loops around it like it's a lacrosse stick, and the ball you just you're not you have no fucking chance to touch it. Yes, it's, it's topspin. It's it is topspin, and Donald, you hit the ball, the golf ball, very far. Just not straight, right? Just not straight. You're absolutely right. <laughs> That's because you're putting this spin on. You hit down to the bottom and you turn it over, but God only knows where it's going to be. Because if right. you come over it, then it's it'll going, go like it'll go. Like I know where it's going. If I come over it, I know where it's going, but I don't want it to go that way because you, you don't want it to. You know yeah. that it's going to go into the other fairway. Right, right, But right. a long way into the other fairway. But you're right. strong. You have a good, a, a decent, you know, mobility and everything. But you've gotten better, Donald, haven't you, since you played Richard probably? I've never played him in golf, but I've played I mean, a few holes with him. Right. Um, and have you improved since you that play time? now? I'm, I'm, I, I haven't played in a couple of weeks. Uh, I played oh, once. Weeks. Yeah, I but played are you once. Like lessons? Are you taking you know, lessons? I, I was. I was for a while. I was. You know. I. I was messing with Rondell Barrio, Golf Tech. This dude, David. Uh, David Franks at uh, Calabasas Country Club. Like I've gone to a lot of people to work on my swing. The lowest I've gotten. I shot a 71 at Encino Balboa. Uh, I've shot a 70 at uh, at what like all, right, all I'm the municipal say, courses. Those are easy courses. Oh However, no doubt. I'm just, I'm just gonna say, Richard, wait no, a no, rain no, on his parade. 71, it doesn't matter if you can shoot a 71, 70, whatever. If you can shoot below 78, right? You're a good golfer. Well, I the best I've played at a harder course like Rustic Canyon. I shot a 81 at Rustic. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Oh, you'll yeah. kill me. You'll kill me. I had children. Yeah. That'll kill your game. <laughs> I, moved, I moved to New York. And New York. New York kills your game. game. That'll kill your game. Kills your game. I've been in New York for over 10 years. You can't go play. But And one of the reasons I moved from Los Angeles was because I became addicted to the game and yeah. the club that I play at. Because you just go there and you sit you play you you have a drink or anything like that and i would get home to my kids and i i'm falling asleep like trying to play with them and and then uh and i would literally this is horrible because i and i love to act but i would say if you can't get me the audition before like 11 30 then i can't make it or until after three or four because that's when i was playing golf 
So I would yeah. give up what is in essence jobs. I got news for you. Now that we're on and everybody's going to hear, you asked me, can we switch this time from one o'clock when we tape it to two o'clock? Well, if I tape it at two o'clock, that means I get out to the club very late. And I want to go play golf after this. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, so I said, do. I said, I'll compromise and I'll give them one thirty. Oh, uh, well, thank it. you for doing that. I love that. it. We appreciate so, that. So that. I know. I know. I know, how I know. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. No, you're not. No, you're not kidding. Important. It's fine. Donald, Donald's as addicted. I know, Donald, how, know how important worry. it is. I know how important it is. And I, yeah, I, and, I, and it's it's still not daylight savings time yet. If right. it were, and I could play it on 8, 830, yeah. but the sun goes down now at 6, 615. All yeah, right, so, so we'll, uh, Richard, we got to ask you, because we always ask uh, people when they come on, we got to go back to the beginning. Let's start at the very beginning. A very, a good, very good place to start. start. Um, how did you, uh, you, you don't have to go like the, give us the novel version, but give us the cliff notes. How did you get started in, in, in being a working successful actor? Because you've been in nine zillion things. Um, very fancy filmmakers and very fancy showrunners love you and continue to cast you. And you have a career that actors would dream of because you've had such I, longe longevity. I, I, I will tell you, I'm going to be humble and bragging at the same time. Go. I am the luckiest man in show business because when I was a kid, uh, Archie Bunker and Adam West were two of the biggest stars and heroes of who I wanted to be. Oh my God, Carol O'Connor was magnificent, not just as uh, Archie Bunker, but I knew his stuff before. And he, he got pigeonholed into being Archie Bunker. Mm -hmm. One of the most magnificent actors, you would never guess it. Adam West certainly was only Batman. And it was my goal as an actor to not be them. Mm or not have their career. I wanted to be in as many things as I possibly could in, in everything. I mean, I know you've done Broadway. I've done lots of shows on Broadway. And I, before the pandemic, would be in a show a year somewhere. You know, nobody sees it, uh, you know, because it's a limited audience, but it's theater. So I wanted to be in as many things as I could. And when I was on Spin City, everybody was going, oh, you're going to be the breakout character. You'll be the breakout character. And I didn't have any publicity. I didn't want, I, I did not want to be known as Paul Lasseter. So I didn't do a lot of publicity or anything. And I know this sounds crazy. I have the career that I wanted. I yeah, really man. do. You I made get it to do. I've done opera. I do radio. I do, I do sitcoms. I do, I'm going to be in, in, I'm doing a movie uh, coming up in New Mexico where it is not funny at all, and I'm playing a gangster. It's fantastic. Yeah. I, the only thing is, is that with more fame comes picking of roles. I can pick and choose roles. I'll get offered more roles, or at least get to audition for more roles, because being a star makes a project that much more uh, um, uh, easy to finance. And I'm not exactly a star. I mean, people don't say... Oh, a Richard Kind movie? I gotta go. You know, they may say while they're watching it, oh, I like that guy, but they will not run out of their house to go see. But, you're, but, but you're saying, but you're saying you, you, there was a fork in the road and you chose that path. I wish I could say it was an absolute fork in the road. It was not. 
Uh, it was a realization. Well, well, well no, I mean, but I mean, just no, for example, I, you could I, no. For example, you're on Spin City. You're saying I chose not to do publicity. You could have milked the fuck out of I, that. I guess I could have. I don't. I would not have been a star. I might have had more fame. It's just I did not want to be pigeonholed into that role. But um, but so so don't don't think I, I could. But also look at who you're talking to. I will not be the lead of anything of any of any movie and maybe even TV show. Now I can be a lead in a play because the economic consequences of a play aren't as strong as a movie or a TV show. But you got to get a, a, a good looking guy. You got to get somebody who is, I don't want to say middle of the road, but but is somebody who is appealing that you want to turn tune into. Mm-hmm. I'm a satellite character. Mm-hmm. Always proud to be a satellite character. You, you got to know like- who you are. You sound like a producer, and I'm, I'm gonna be when you when you talk like that. But I I'm I tend to agree with you, and I tend to agree with you as of late, late in my life, as of recently, as of actually this morning. Um, I was Go watching, ahead. I was watching Wandavision, right? And right. everybody knows this about me. I want to be in Star Wars. I want to be in Marvel. I even think Star Wars and Marvel know I want to be in that. They so do. I've said. That's right. I'm pretty sure of it. So I've aspired, right, my in my whole acting career to be in those movies. Now, here's right. the thing, or in, the, in those TV shows. Now, here's the thing. What happens if I get it? Then what do I aspire to be after that? You know what I mean? I got to change. Oh, in, in other words, be careful of what comes true. Yeah. Because, and, because that, then, well, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> you're wrong. Okay. When I was a kid, I had three dreams. Now, most kids want to be like Mick Jagger or, uh, or, or play center field for the Yankees or something. Mine was I wanted to be in a Stanley Kubrick movie, a Woody Allen movie, and a, an original uh, Stephen Sondheim, Hal Prince musical. Stanley Kubrick's dead. Woody Allen wasn't hiring me. And I auditioned for a Stephen Sondheim, Hal Prince musical and got it. That's great. And wow. I was the lead. Wow. Oh my God. Wow. I was the lead. It was the dream of a lifetime. And I sing, but not well enough to be in a Sondheim musical, but he likes actors better than singers. And I sang well enough to do his stuff. It's unbelievable. And Sondheim and Prince uh, split in 1982 after Merrily We Roll Along. And Harold Prince didn't, didn't uh, direct any of his plays anymore. They happened to got back, get back together. And I did it. And this was over 10 years ago. And I continue to work. I work so much that I did a Woody Allen movie, mm-hmm. which I'm really proud of. It's not a huge, great part, but I was part of it. I almost was with Zach. I know you were. I, I, I have to admit, with all due respect to the gentleman who got the role, I was hoping that it was going to be you. Richard was up for the part of uh, in, in Bullets Over Broadway. Right. Um, because Richard, I have to say, and I've said this on the podcast many times, I I know what you're saying about being a satellite character. I'm one of those people when I see your face, and you work a lot, so I see your face all the time. I a giant smile comes across my face. If I had, if I was not in this business at all and just a fan of acting, I would I I would just be I I would just be a giant fan of yours. I just think that you are so talented and so funny. I know that you do drama as well, but when I just see you and you could say in this in, in Scrubs, you say one sentence and I just start giggling. Time for rebuttal. 
Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> There's um I saw you um, in the show no. that I, I've spoken about here before, um, called the other the other two. Is that are you on that? Oh yeah, you, the other two. You yes. don't even remember. You do so many shows you don't remember. You're um, you're somebody's agent. Uh yeah. the, yes. and, and it was a, a small show, Richard. I love the show. I'm sure they're gonna make I seasons. agree with it. I think it'll be back. It's back, I think, without me. I was I, sort of a one joke conceit and it had run its course. So I don't oh. blame my point is this. But this morning when watching WandaVision, I was like, right. why am I so worried about being on all of this? I'm a working actor. I have so many credits behind me now. Maybe just focus on what I'm good at. And if it comes, it comes. You know what I mean? I enjoy being a fan of it too you know well, so also, maybe just I, I, enjoy I, I, the I fandom and you, you are right but first of all you're really good or you wouldn't have the career you have right the second thing is maybe we're not always great mm. but we're never bad anymore because we've been around right you've done how many episodes of scrubs did you right. do over a hundred and something and if then you're not good hundreds you're of not episodes good by now right. Yeah, right. if you don't know how to work a camera, if you don't know how to get the tone of a scene or parse a script and deliver what the writer wants, well, you then, then, then what you're was I thinking? What was I doing? The, right, I'm an idiot. Then, if that's the case, you are, after all I'm saying time. you're you absolutely right. Right. So you can get into into something, and you've got a career that a, a backlog of stuff that people can say, "Oh, he's more than just this," and. Mike, my friend Michael Boatman, you know Michael Boatman? He, yeah, he's, he, he was on Scrum, of course. He says, we are at the point in our career, of which you guys are, certainly, that we will always be better than good. We will always deliver. There might be some who will be great, and there might, or will, who will be better. There might be certain roles that we will be great in, and we were not able to achieve greatness. But we will always deliver because we're good, which is good. It's not that we were, for uh, some people are just blessed. Uh, we, you know, some people, you know, people with a smoldering lust and, and sexuality. <laughs> I do like not you. have that. I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> okay. However, but, but those are gifts somehow, but we have amassed a talent and a, and a credibility and, and, a, and a facility of how to do our job. And we'll just be fine. Do you That's still um, have the hunger, Richard? Like when you, when you, when someone says we want you to read, and 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 uh, and you get and you get the script, and it's a really good part. Do you, do you find yourself going, oh shit, I want to work on this one. I really want this. All right, I got a couple answers for you. Yes, I do, and it's the silliest thing that makes me jump up and down because <laughs> I because I was I actually of as of this time I was offered something yesterday that was. More money than I've ever made in my life. Wow. Congratulations. More money than ever. I, I don't make that much. But this was more money. And I turned it down because two weeks in a in quarantine and then being on the set of a very good script. But I was parsley. I was the, the overpaid extra. I had one decent scene that was maybe a page and a half, two pages. Otherwise, I'm just part of a dinner family where I have one line. And you got to be away from your family for that. And I would, I would kill myself. 
Mm. Yeah. And that, that would really make me unhappy. It would have made me unhappy, forgive me, in Bullets Over Broadway, because that was I didn't have a song, and the part was really chopped down yeah. from what it was in the movie. And I was, it was, although I, I happen to love the production. Well, didn't they give him the song at the end, the banana song? No, uh, oh. that banana song was uh, started by um, somebody else. But uh, okay. um, and also the thing with the that contract was I didn't know if if you were it was a year. And a- you would have been no, it was a year. Everyone, no matter who you were, you had to sign up for a year. Right. And I was like, what a year? And I was gonna I, I was gonna pass on it because I was. But but my friend was like, bro, like yeah. what are you talking about? You're not gonna pass on starring in a Woody Allen Broadway, Broadway musical and, and a yeah. Strowman musical and Susan and, Stroman, yeah. And you were challenged every night. Yeah, it was very hard. Truly, truly challenged every night. You know, it's. I was thinking about this last night. Um, this is, I guess, a, a, a bit of a non sequitur, but I was thinking about just in terms of the theater. And I was thinking, you know, you know, most of our listeners aren't in the entertainment industry, Richard. So I sometimes just explain that in in the theater world, in the New York theater world, uh, it really whether the show is successful or not it comes down to the review of the New York Times. It used to. It doesn't anymore. But it used to. Okay. Well, all I'll tell you is for book for, for bullets over Broadway, it did. I got to tell you, the Bullseye Row was supposed to run. My contract was for a year, and and Richard, I'm sure you've been through this, and Donald's d- done done theater too. But you you're playing to preview houses, meaning the critics aren't allowed to come yet. You're working out the right. kinks. We're playing to sold out houses in a giant theater. It was like a 2700 seat theater, sold out. That we have to stop the show because they're laughing so hard. We have to. There was one moment they would give it for Nick, for for the late great Nick Cordero, they would give a standing ovation in the middle of the show for a dance number. We were on fire. We open that night, the night you open it, like midnight, the reviews come out. The Times didn't destroy it, but was meh. And um, the next night, it was like golfers claps. Yeah. Everyone, everyone, this is what's so fucked up about it. Everyone coming into that theater now went, oh, this isn't that good because Ben Brantley didn't love it, and it's now true. we're going to watch it differently. And you, if you're, in, if you're in the play, you're like, what the fuck happened? We haven't changed anything. You're right. But you they had just correct. been conditioned that this you are is correct. not good. Yeah, It's horrible. In fact, what it is, what it really is, is, is a review could make or break the success of a play, but now a review can make or break the audience's attitude towards a play yes and that that's horrible it's because i never i love the theater it's my it's my favorite thing in the world and i and i and i i get so much joy out of it i never read a review before i go because i want to experience the play anew of course if you're into the theater community you hear the buzz of oh everyone's talking about this show but i the last thing i want is someone telling me oh this scene sucks it's funny there was one big number there was a hot dog number if you recall and it was so silly. They were dancing hot dogs. It was all about, it was just a giant dick joke for, but it was hilarious. And the audience would be, you could look and you'd see them holding their bellies. Oh. And that next, and that next night it was like. That's just terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. Well, they certainly had it out for Woody. Yeah. But what's unusual is they had it out for Stro. And that's, yeah. she doesn't deserve that. Yeah, I yeah. think that Susan Stroman, um, you know, if, for those of you not in the know, is is very, very a-list, uh, a huge musical theater director in in New York, 
And she, uh, her first giant hit, I believe, Richard, was The Producers, right? It was The Producers, yeah. Yeah. And it almost felt like there was animosity towards her, like, how dare you be Absolutely. that successful? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And she works the hardest. You've never met anybody so loyal. She yeah. does everything from ballet to, to opera to, to, uh, um, uh, to the musicals. She's great. She even did the movie of uh, The Producers, which yeah. did deserve the dreadful reviews it got. However, she is great. You did the producers, didn't you? I did on, on Broadway and at the Hollywood Bowl. Wow. I have a question. Go what ahead. is this what is this rule though? Now, I don't like this is the one thing I do not like about Broadway. If you revive, How dare you? How dare you? This is the only Broadway thing. you're talking about. Yes. This, this, this these is people the need thing. these people need our support right now, not any Absolutely. criticism. This is the only thing. When it comes to Tony Awards, how come somebody like if let's say let's say Zach did Bullets Over Broadway and he wins the Tony for Bullets Over Broadway, then leaves, then somebody else comes in and oh. does Bullets Over Broadway? That's a good how question. come they Why can't, can't win? Why can't that person win? Yeah. Why can't that person win? If and and so what if they Zach won? His ego isn't going to be hurt if that person wins. If that person gets nominated. There Sometimes is talk. the replacement is even better. Yeah, Sometimes and there is talk. It is that. There is talk, Richard. Uh, I, I at least heard, but you might know of of them creating a category for best replacement, right? I believe that should be done. However, every once in a while, there is simply a role that you just can't beat. Right. Like if if Fiddler on the Roof is going to go on, how Tevye's always going to win, or or Max Bialystok and the producers, they're always going to win because it's the role. Right. Oh, and I see. Also, also I see. But sometimes, to... Richard, what you're saying is true that, in, in, and with no disrespect to the person that originated the role, someone might right. come in and be like revelatory. Absolutely. And, and I was talking right. about this the other day. Um, the uh, Somebody said his most exciting uh, theater experiences was seeing Richard Burton do the original cast of Equus. I said Richard Burton did not create the role, hmm. but he did go into it. And my guess is. He was better than the original guy yeah. because he was Richard Burton. Yeah. So, so yeah, and but I, Donald, I think you are correct. I think I don't think it's a bad thing. It, you shouldn't take away from the five original nominees because putting up a show sometimes what they do helps create the character as so good. Yeah. But once the character is established, you are right. A uh, but you can win it for a revival. How about that's that? the only that's the only Isn't way it crazy? can happen though. Yeah. But then it has to hey, be. Then let's but, talk about TV. I okay, I but I just gotta <laughs> I like I like the revival also because it still has to go through the same work that the original did. You gotta start a small theater, then it has to get to that's a bigger correct. theater. Then that's a, I like that. I do like yeah, that. Exactly. I could talk uh, by the way, we've decided this this episode is called The Conversation with Richard Kind because that's what it is, everybody. And I could talk to you about so many things. You're so knowledgeable about a lot of but, things. But, I know but, you but, have but, to go. But, you, what, wait, one thing that I want to get to. Wait, wait, this now, is called about, a, wait, Richard, about, pause. This is called a tease. We're going to be right back after this break. But I have with, something to say. I know, but I'm, I'm but teasing no, the to, audience. I'll do what you want. I'm doing a drive-by <laughs> of their proverbial genitalia, and we'll be right back. 
Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know that feeling when you just have something you need to get off your chest? It's like a rain cloud following you around in your life. People all carry around different stressors, big and small. Everyone has stress, but we all handle it differently. When you keep your emotions bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. We talk all the time about how much therapy has benefited us. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced a major life trauma. Therapy can help everyone with daily challenges with friends, family, and other relationships. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should start with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash real friends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash real friends. Hey, listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash real friends. That's helixsleep.com slash real friends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience owning them is a great one. Always packing the most functionality and fun into every product at a truly accessible price. Zach, mm. let me tell you, JLab has these new luxury over-ear headphones called the JBuds Lux ANC. Yep. These seamlessly blend innovation and lab quality sound, all in these sleek headphones that guarantee an elevated listening experience. You can connect to multiple devices, customize your sound in the JLab app, and get over 70 hours of playtime. Well, buddy, those sound pretty cool, but have you heard of the JBuds ANC3? They are the smallest smart active noise-canceling true wireless earbuds you can find. You can also connect to multiple devices, but these come with a built-in USB-C charging cable and a noise-canceling microphone for crisp, clear phone calls. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Sports Rewatch Show with Zach and Donald. 
And we're back. And we're Richard back. Kind. Go ahead. What were well, you saying, Richard Kind? Well, I, I'm full because I just had a huge meal. And, uh, <laughs> I, and now after that break, geez, Louise. I, I hope that, I hope that I, you remember what you were going to say. Uh, okay. What I wanted to say, I mean, you talked about, uh, uh, do I get excited about a script or, or excited about a part? Yes, I do. I you certainly do. Or you pray that you have an opportunity to play that part. I'm going to say something that, that might be interesting to you guys. Or to, I'm one of the idiots that likes auditioning. Really? Why? What? There's a couple of reasons. Number one, as an actor, I like to play all different kinds of roles. I may not be, I may not be hired, but for 10 minutes, I got to play that role. Hmm. And I can't do it alone in the bathroom. I'm not going to invite friends over and go, hey, listen to me do this. Listen to me do Willie Loman. Because, yeah. uh, you know, just here, here, I'll give you a sandwich. And, uh, let Although me I would come to see you do Willie Loman in your living room. <laughs> I, I, I would love, someday I'd love to do it. But, it but, but the thing is, you need, uh, an actor needs an audience. And even if it's a kid with a camera, you're still performing. So I happen to appreciate it. Uh, the other thing is, is... Um, I like being nervous. I like the jitters of like an opening night. Mm. That's fun for me. Mm. Uh, I know I'm not going to die. I know that my life is not on the line. I know nothing's going to happen to my kids, but I get nervous. Like being on a roller coaster can be fun. And so you're going in front of important people. You may get a job. This could be the job that makes you uh, uh, a huge amount of money, brings you fame. And you yeah. might be uh, Matt Perry in, in Friends. You don't know. Uh, so who knows what this audition is going to bring? Or that the person that you're auditioning for may become a good friend. Whatever it is, but you're nervous. Mm. Things are on the line. Yeah. It's a good way to live. I, I, I never heard it put that, like I've, that. I, but I, but, but, but I've heard the, nerv- I heard the nervous part put like that. I've never heard the actors need to perform. Look at it as a room to perform. I do. Oh, it's an opportunity. That's such an amazing... It's a, and, that's, that's such a golf gonna, analogy, I'm too. That's else. such a golf analogy, dude. But, it's an opportunity. Here's, here's another crazy thing that if I'm teaching, uh, which I don't do a lot of, but I, I have. When you go in for an audition, you are going, oh, dear God, let me get this role. Please let me be good. Please let me be great. I don't go in that way. I go in and I see six people who all want to make Larry David money. They all want the success of Seinfeld. They all want the success of Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's what they want. They want money. They want success. They don't care whether I get the role. They want money. And I go in saying, if, and you have to believe this. You have to believe you're the right actor for the role. But if I, if I believe that, which a lot of times I do, I can do this. I go in with the mindset of, guys, I'm going to help you make a lot of money. (laughs) That's true. You better, if when you cast me, you better cast around me as good as me because I'll help you make money. I'm going to help make this thing great. Wow. Don't worry. I got your back. It's a pep talk. but most people go in going, oh, I got to get this. Oh, I yeah, got to yeah. get this role. If you go in with the, with the feeling of I'm going to help you yeah. make the success, that takes all the pressure off of you. 
Yeah, Richard, I love that. And I, I have to say, from when I'm directing, I, I learned a lot about auditioning when I was directing because you sit, you think that being on the other side of the table is fun. It's fun for about 35 minutes. And hey. then it's really grueling and stressful because all you're thinking is, fuck, we're not going to find this guy or this gal. So what I always say to actors is, you you need to, I mean, yours is brilliant and I'm going to steal it. But I also say, they're, you don't know this, they're rooting for you. They want, they're dying for you to be good. If you're great, they're done. It's great. It's it. If you're great, they're going to make money. If yeah. you're good. And all you want to do is be good for yourself. Don't right. guess. They're, they're saying, dear God, give me somebody who's good. I agree with you. Now I'm going to bring up something that you're going to hate, but you know that I'm going to bring it up. Go. When you were doing uh, Going My Way. Or go, go. Well, going, when, in when, going in style. Going in style. I auditioned for the banker at the beginning. Yeah. And I did not have, and I only went on tape and I did not have, I remember not being, not feeling good about it. Mm -hmm. I remember it. And I, of course you care whether or not you get a I part. think I requested you come in for it. Okay, could be. What I wanted to do was not get the role. I wanted to do, I wanted to impress Zach. Oh my God, my heart. That's what I wanted to do. Now, the guy you hired happened to be a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. And he's great. Yeah. He's wonderful. Uh, and I, do, do, you, do you mind not getting a role? Oh, yeah, 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 it happens. Uh, but that, that was my mindset. And it could have gotten in my way of doing a good job. Well, I got to say that what, what, what I think, as I recall, I asked you to come in because I literally, uh, uh, when, I, when I'm casting something, I all, and, and it's a, particularly a funny part, I'm like, well, who are the funny people that I like working with? I agree. And, I agree. And, and you're at the top of that list. Um, and uh, but yeah, I I I I I really like, and I'm sure there's a lot of actors uh, uh, listening who 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 this is this is really useful advice. The audition process. We've all been groomed our whole lives to be like, and we do it. Oh shit, I'm nervous. Oh shit, come on, please, come on, God, come on, universe, give this to me. But it really comes down to not walking in that room terrified, walking in that room with your shoulders back going, guys, let me let me help you. I'm here. Yeah. Let, do this let me help you. <laughs> but not necessarily saying that. You can't say that. No, it's through no, your performance. It's, Let's just be clear. It's, no. it's through the performance. Yes, yes. Actors, please don't, don't walk in the room and say you're lucky I'm here. <laughs> right. You, you don't say it out loud. You go, you don't say, hey, fuckers, you better cast as well as me. This is a good segue into can you, you tell us you. about uh, spin, your audition for Spin City and, 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 and Bill and how all that went? I got a great story. This will oh, okay. take about five minutes. Great story. You can, you can take an hour. Go ahead. Well, he has um, a tea time. He's got a tea time, but take, do, take five minutes. Take time. Yes, but we're talking about me, so I guess I have a lot of <laughs> I'll only I'll only play eight holes. <laughs> yeah, if I can keep talking about me, and you can tell me how good I am. I can stick Richard, Richard, Richard only has a tea time if we talk about things unrelated to him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Gary David Goldberg had a show called Champs. It was about, it was sort of like that championship season. It was, the, it was sort of based on his life. It was one coach and five guys who were best friends, of which Gary does have that life. He, he had his best friends who were a basketball team from when he was in, in high school. So he made a, 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 a sitcom about that called Chance, and I wanted to read for it. And Gary said, he's not right. He goes, I know Richard Kind. 
I know him from Mad About He's not. He's not right for it. And I'm going, I, I, I just let me read. He would not see me. That show went the way of most shows, like one season. Then he had Spin City. And he didn't want to see me. And we called the casting director and the casting director spoke to Bill Lawrence and Bill wanted to see me. And I said, let me go in and see the casting director first so that I can practice and see it because Gary doesn't want to see me. And Gary says, oh, I know, I know Richard Kind from Mad About You. And he's great. He's great. He's not right for the role. Gary didn't want to see me. Bill did. I had a handle on this part. The only thing that would have uh, not gotten it for me is because I was too tall for Michael J. Fox, or I might have been too uh, Jewish, ethnic, New York City for whatever. But otherwise, if they called me back, the role is mine. So I wanted to go into the uh, casting director, and then I went into uh, the uh, in, to, to read for Bill and for Gary, and indeed. I was called back and I literally said to myself, if they called me back, this role is mine. Okay, I'm, I have to go in to meet with Michael. Cut back years before when I was at Second City. Michael J. Fox came to uh, to Second City. He was doing the movie Satisfaction. Let me just pause for those, that don't, for those that don't know, Second City is an improv uh, group. Go ahead. Right. And uh, uh, and I was part of the company. And, I, and whenever somebody famous was in the audience, we would invite them to improvise with us, which we did with Michael. So Michael and Robin Duke are doing a, a scene that was obviously he was the son. She was the mother. It's obvious if I open the door and I say, honey, I'm home. I'm the father and I belong there. I So I come into the scene with uh, honey, I'm home. And Michael bounded one, two, three, and jumped into my arm <laughs> like this. And, I mean, off the floor and into my arms. Now, a couple of things. I'm strong, but I'm not that strong. <laughs> but Michael J. Fox is so light that anybody's strong to lift him. And he clomped onto me like David Letterman did with Velcro. Do you remember when he did that? Yeah. yeah. And Michael did that and he hung on like that. When I tell you, and you've got to understand how long time is, there was a 45 second laugh. (laughs) (laughs) And and it, it wasn't that it was that it was Michael was so athletic and agile and knew the laugh. And he just hung on, and I walked around with him. I'm telling you, like a monkey, like a monkey. Yeah, they were dying. It is a laugh I will always remember. In my head, it's like a movie. I can see what it looks like. Right. Memorable. Before I went into the audition, cut to today. Okay, to, to the audition for Spin City. And sometimes I don't have a therapist anymore. But at the time, I had a therapist. And it was a good luck thing that I go and see my therapist sometime before I had the audition and it would loosen me up. It would make me feel alive or whatever. So I go in and I say, I tell him the story and I say, should I bring it up? And my therapist goes, absolutely. If it was that memorable, absolutely bring it up. 
I go in, I meet Michael, and I say, I've got to tell you, you may not, you, you, we've met before. <laughs> I was on stage at Second City and we did this. And this is what Michael said. And he's given me permission to, to tell the story. He goes, I'm sorry. I, I don't remember it because I was so drunk and high during that point in my life. I don't even remember doing satisfaction. Oh, wow. my God. He did not remember being at Second City. He didn't remember being in Chicago. He had no memory of really doing the movie. Isn't that amazing? Oh, my God. Oh my. I know. Isn't that, isn't that something? That's one yeah. of the biggest, it's crazy that one of the biggest moments in your life, one of the moments that yes, set it one off. Of the biggest, a memorable laugh. Yeah. He had no concept. No clue. Wow. No clue. He has no memory however, of leaping onto leaping onto one of the improv comedians. Uh, he has no memory of leaping on right. and holding on Le for forty leaping seconds. Leaping on. However, this is something I then remember about the audition. This is something I clearly remember. Is I had a they wrote a Bill Lawrence as you know as everybody who's listening. Bill Lawrence is a fucking genius. Yeah, he is. He works very hard at being a genius. And sometimes he works to the last minute at being a genius, but nonetheless, he is a genius at what he has chosen to do. Yeah. Yes. He's, he makes things accessible, funny, weird. And, and, and let, let me get to, to, to that a little later. But I remember doing the scene and he wrote such a brilliant, funny line because he was a great writer. Um, um, Gary was a great showrunner. Not necessarily. He was a great captain. He was not necessarily as great a writer as some of the product that he put out. But when you have a, a genius like like Bill Lawrence, uh, you, you can get it. And Gary was able to to teach things to Bill and generate things that Bill not only learned but cultivated and made blossom even more. But the, the, I had one hilariously funny line that I read, and Michael J. Fox. I, I wonder if I can do it. I don't think I'm that late anymore. And this chair's gonna gonna roll. He jumped in the air like this and just landed. He jumped in the air with laughter <laughs> and landed on, like, on the chair. He laughed that hard at my delivery. Wow. And I have to admit, I walked out of there going, "The part is mine." Yeah, right. the part yeah, is mine. You knew it's, right there. It's, it's mine. We, and, uh, we, 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 Donald and I have spoken about his timing, uh, Michael J. Fox. I mean, I, I grew up watching Family Ties and I didn't know how to analyze comedy or, 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 or anything about it at a young age, but I just knew that he was doing something unique with his timing that was so special. And Bill has said to us that no one, no one could hold the, the pause and wait for the laugh better than, than Mike Fox. He, he just knew. It's like you watch those teenage girls playing double dutch and how they know just when to go in. Like Michael J. Fox was just so skilled at just the right amount of pause, right? He was. I'm going to tell you, I'll tell you two things. Number one, uh, I heard Carl Reiner interviewed by Bob Costas. And Carl Reiner said, sitcoms were written by Jews to be acted by non-Jews. Mm-hmm. And Michael J. Fox has the rhythm of a Borscht Belt comedian. Yeah, all <laughs> Jewish guy. Like Michael J. Fox. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That is his great, great, great talent. Yeah. He, he, he has that rhythm. And 
Now I'm going to tell you something else. This is sour grapes a little bit. Michael could hold for the for that. He could take a line and make it three lines. Yeah. And the camera would always be on him because he's Michael J. Fox and he's the star of the show. If we tried to do it, Gary would edit it and it would all be compressed. Right, right. Because right. we're not the star. Right. And you just got to understand you're not the star. But I would, well, maybe I couldn't do what he did because, quite honestly, what he did something. <laughs> I've done this with Michael and I've done this with Christopher Walken. I have acted with them. And as they're talking, in my head, I'm going, really? That's how you're going to deliver the line? <laughs> really? That's your choice. <laughs> That's your choice. That's what you want to say and how you want to say it. All right. That's it. That's going on in my head. Right. And I would do that with Michael. And I, I was lucky enough to act with Christopher Walken. And I see them on screen. And it takes your breath away. Yeah. They, they know what they're doing. Just yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, they they they're magnificent. And Michael, okay, and here's something different. I was also lucky enough to do a series with Carol Burnett, and there was a difference between the expertise of Carol Burnett and Michael J. Fox, who are of course the greatest who have ever uh, taken the right. screen on on TV. Michael J. Fox played for the camera, but needed the audience to get his timing to know, to, to, to hear, to, to get the whole milieu of the comedy. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a straight-out drama. Mm. Wow. You know, you, you deliver it seriously, but he was able to play that laugh. Carol Burnett played to the back of the house, mm. but knew that the camera was capturing her. Yeah. She needed the audience. That's who she really played to, and the camera caught her. Right. And she and that, that was the difference. I, as an actor, am more like... I. I and more like Michael J. Fox. I have a hard time with, and 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 it's and it's worked for me, and it's worked against me. It's worked against me to the point where I've been fired before because I was playing for. I needed the audience, and I needed the timing for it to work. But right. then I, I've also been on shows. I've also I've been on a sitcom that lasted for five seasons, and I've I had an actress tell me one day. She was like, you know. I thought you were going to blow it until the audience got in and then you turned it into something different. Absolutely. I'm but it one is. of those I can't it, do it without the audience. If you're not going to laugh, if you're not going to give me the rhythm, and I think that's what's great about Bill because Bill at the audition for Scrubs would give you the laugh. He he helped you create the rhythm in the audition. Yeah, you know what exactly, I mean? Exactly. And so I have I have I I know exactly what you're talking about. I have a, I have a hard time. I appreciate people that are more like Bill because of that bill and mike are perfect for each other if that's yes they are i call it right you ride the laugh yeah right it gives you a breath it gives you a, a way to get to the next sentence or or though and as michael could do he could either hold it or in my situation you make a face you right. know you're riding the laugh you, yeah. you, you know, i feel like i've got to say something but uh but you're holding for the laugh yeah i um, feel like michael j fox would do this thing where he would almost start to like nod, like he was, he was, he was nodding along with the laugh, and the audience was was him. They were in his it head was, was going. So, yeah, they're, 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 and they're I, I forgot what the I forgot what the example Bill told us was. It was something like shaving a haircut, two bits, what, or whatever it was. But the audience knew what the two bits of it all was. Oh, absolutely. 
That's and, that's the easiest thing. And then it's, Michael Fox would 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 just kind of nod with them, let them laugh, let them get ahead of it. Then right. then just pause even longer. So they're like, when is he going to do it? When is he going to do it? And then just say, and then he would just say it, and they would guffaw. Absolutely. And that is a very that is a comforting thing, and the audience is relieved <laughs> that, 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 and, that they were delivered by such a a waiter. Of, yeah. Of yeah. It's, it's it's the it is the greatest. It's, do you it's love great. um? Do you love? Hey, well, hold on, I've, I've got I got, I got to tell you one other thing. A lot mm -hmm. of times, because of Michael's impairment, which we didn't even know about until the last year, but Michael couldn't have a long evening on Friday nights taping in front of the audience. So in order to make it shorter, all of the extraneous—that's the wrong word—all of the supporting cast, they had scenes. We would do their scenes, and they were in, in swing sets in the back. So they were not in front of the audience. They would have just been shown on TV. Just pause there for the audience. Swing sets are sets that, if you're doing a sitcom, aren't right in front of the audience. They're, they might be out of, out of the audience's view, right? Right. And the audience is seeing it live, but not with their, with their they're seeing it live on a screen, yeah. and, but, but not in front. Most of Michael's stuff was done in front of an audience, even if it was on a swing set, because... That's what Michael wanted. So in order to get, and, and I was in either the B or sometimes I was usually a C story that was all about me, but just took a few pages, but I did not get the audience. So I didn't hear that laugh and I couldn't ride it. Mm. But when I was in front of an audience, I of course was much better as, but those are some of the things that the people don't know, but it's absolutely fair. I, over the years, and you're going to, you're going to say, oh, no, no, Richard, no. I can't do four-camera sitcom nearly as well as I got to. I'm a much better actor now. And therefore, to be big on four-camera, which you really have to do. You have to. It's, it's, it's the it's greatest tiny. amalgam of theater and TV. Mm -hmm. I'm not nearly as good. So do you not? By, do wait, you not, by, by choice or by, by choice? I, I or can't by... do it anymore. It's not by choice. Okay. I am a better actor on single camera. I prefer single camera, meaning not four cameras going at once. You do mm -hmm. all the scene. It's for the audience. It's, it's one camera. They've lit it all up and which is how uh, uh, Scrubs, Scrubs is done. Yeah. 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 You know, it, for, for those who, who, who uh, want to know when you watch all in the family, you watch Roseanne, there is a different look of those shows versus when you watch Scrubs, you can feel that difference of videotape and, and uh, hear the audience. So that's uh, that is the difference. But you're very good at that. So you 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 wouldn't um, you know if if a if a sitcom came up in in New York City, you would pass on it. If a sitcom came up in L.A., dude, that's all the golf in the well, world. Well, he's listen, he's man, all, those he's schedules, all in. right? I'm just saying, I am not nearly as well. I want to say adept. I can't be as. I suppose I can't. You want to know something? I'm wrong because I'm lately doing the Goldbergs. Yeah. I'm huge on the Goldbergs, and that's single camera. That's single, I'm, yeah. I'm huge, and but the the the, the premise, the character is written. It's all heightened, huge. right? Yeah. Right, so right, I'm right. I'll serve it. I'll, I'll, I'll absolutely. <laughs> Tim Tim Hobart though. Had Timmy a, is Tim Hobart running I the Goldbergs? What is Tim Hobart working on the Goldbergs or running the Goldbergs? No, no, no. Tim oh. Hobart did that wonderful show, The Middle. Yeah, he ran yeah. The Middle. And I came on as a guest and 
uh, Lee Salad Semmel, who I adore, came on and wanted my character to be a little larger. And I went, Lee, I, I don't do that anymore. And she sort of said, I know, but do it. <laughs> and so I had, I, I became larger for a single camera and it didn't feel comfortable. The, the person I was acting opposite was, should be big. I should be small so that she could be big. Yeah. Now we were both big, not my cup of tea, but I, I, I know the genre. I know what it had to be. I didn't want to do it. I yeah. agree with, I I agree with you. You can't, uh, the second, if you, if you watch Scrubs, of course there's times when we're, we're for example, Donald and I are both big, but Usually we're riding a line where one person has the license to be the right. broader of the two because you can't, because if it's, 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 if, if you're both on that level, then it doesn't feel as, as, as right. Funny or and not. John, of course, was written to be ridiculously out, outsized, mm -hmm. you know, John uh, McGinley. Yeah. He was, uh, he was he, huge with, even if he was small, it was, it was that, was that huge, you know, he's, he was the, the, the medic and, um, uh, there are larger characters on the show, which made your show so wonderful. And there are enormous situations where if you treat it realistically, they are that much funnier. So sometimes you're acting with, uh, with, with the script. Yeah. But, um, but uh, I always thought that the, the audience was the third member of the scene. Yeah. Uh, and, and you do that in theater and you do that in sitcoms in four camera but you don't do it on scrubs. No, it's scrubs. Funny. I, I've never, I've never, I've done guest spots on sitcoms. I, I, I did Donald's and I, and we did a, we did a spoof of one on, on the show scrubs, but I, I've never done it. I, 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 I think that I would, my, my, the theater guy in me would, would probably have a lot of fun doing it. It's you a would. lot, of, it's a you lot would. of fun. It's a lot of fun. This is my experience with it. It's a lot of fun on show night. I can't sleep after a show. I'm it's, so oh, charged. You're but, I'm well, so wow, charged. That's what theater is. Right. Oh, wait, I've done right. Every actor goes out and has a drink or two yeah. after because who goes home from work after having all of this energy? Right. You just don't go, hey, you know what? It's it's uh, it's 1030. I'll go home and go to sleep. You don't. Right. Yeah. You go out I, and you have to let you have to let off steam after a day's work. Even yeah. even after even after the drink and I got home, I was still like this. You were still no still way. up. There's and, no way. And, uh, but the thing about um, about theater is it is a person's life compressed into two and a half hours. I call it a little piece of shampoo. It's this much. It's two and a half hours. But you rub it, and all of a sudden, it's it just all of this lather. It's it's mm -hmm. huge, all in this little dot. Yeah, and it's it's. Uh, it takes a lot to come down. And when you do a, a show, you are on inordinate energy. But you I got to ask you, I, I got to ask you this, man. When you do plays and stuff like that, don't you find that more gratifying than doing fulfilling, I should say, than doing movies and TV and stuff like that? Like I cry at the end when I'm done with a play. I, for some reason, I'm crying at the end of it. I don't feel uh, that way necessarily when I'm doing TV shows or when I'm doing movies and stuff like that. But at the end of a play, it just feels like, holy cow, what a release. Bill Lawrence got very insulted properly <laughs> about the story that I'm about to tell. And I didn't mean it this way. But I used to call TV was my waiter's job so that I could afford to do a play. Yeah. TV gave me the wherewithal, the money to raise children, have a house, eat, 
so that I could go and starve because no matter what play you're doing, even if you're the highest paid person on stage, you're not making the money that TV and movie pays. And so I said, it's my waiter's job. And he took it like TV is a second rate job. It's not if you are lucky enough to be doing first rate material. Yeah, of course. Yes, sir, absolutely. However, however, uh, I get more satisfaction doing plays. I am, I'm, I'm thrilled in the rehearsal. In fact, just doing, I don't have to do a play for longer than a month. I like rehearsing I better agree. than doing the play. <laughs> I agree. When I did, when I did my six month run on Broadway I, I, and it ended, it was very sad, but I remember like collapsing on the ground being like six months was plenty. Yes, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, this is, it's, look, it's not the salt mines. And it's also like going to the gym. Uh, you know, how going, getting to the gym, oh my God, oh my God. But after the workout, you're happy you did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Getting to the theater is, oh Christ, this guy again, this life again, this show again, but then you do it and the show is over and you're happy. And the camaraderie, <laughs> nothing, nothing, I think Donald, one of the reasons you're oh, crying yeah. is that nothing, even nothing in film and TV matches the camaraderie of, of doing a play with a group of people. Absolutely, absolutely. Because you you're think, on, you're on the line together, man. You're on it together. Together. If together one person night. falls, somebody has to pull that person back or the play's going to fall apart. Every It'll right. fall apart. And when I did Summerstock when I was a kid and we did like 14 shows in 15 weeks, it was it was huge. And with the same cast, it was all a repertory company. And we, I, we were so close. And for a year or two, we were so close. I've, I don't keep in touch with one of them. But mm. I'm telling you, I said, these people will be my friends for the rest of my life. And then they don't. And well, you, you well sometimes they do. Sometimes I take that back. I don't, I don't know about the I did a play uh, at uh, the Old Globe in, uh, in San Diego. Uh, sure. Picasso at the La Panagile. It's a Steve Martin play. It's a Oh, act. sure. And with, with Joey, Joey Segal, huh? No, I did it with Justin Long. With Justin Long? Was Dan Castellaneta in it? No, none of these people were in well, it. Well, then I know nothing of what you're speaking <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It was, it was, the, but it was anyway. So we did a play there and yeah. I just remember thinking, well, I really like these guys. I hope we hang out after this. And we do. I still talk to these guys. You know you what I mean? I still, I still, Justin and I, we FaceTime every now and then. Like, Please, how dare you, I know, sir. I know. I, I knew if I brought this up, you would get upset. How so dare you. I don't want to hear about your relationship with Justin Long. I'm, my, my buddy. I'm still close with all the guys from Spin City and you are obviously close with all the guys from Scrubs. No, of oh, course. Absolutely. Of course. And I, and I, uh, you know, there's people from the Bullets show and other shows that I, that I, you know, we don't see them that much, but we text and. Hey listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty. 
to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience owning them is a great one. Always packing the most functionality and fun into every product at a truly accessible price. Zach, mm. let me tell you, JLab has these new luxury over-ear headphones called the JBuds Lux ANC. Yep. These seamlessly blend innovation and lab quality sound, all in these sleek headphones that guarantee an elevated listening experience. You can connect to multiple devices, customize your sound in the JLab app, and get over 70 hours of playtime. Well, buddy, those sound pretty cool, but have you heard of the JBuds ANC3? They are the smallest smart active noise-canceling true wireless earbuds you can find. You can also connect to multiple devices, but these come with a built-in USB-C charging cable and a noise-canceling microphone for crisp, clear phone calls. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval term supply. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Look, well, I know I you have a tea say, time, so we want to let you go. But we're going to let you go, but... I, but hold on, I will say, and uh, I, I said this to you in, in a text or email, but um, uh, Zach, you are a great man. You're, you're great at what you do. But I know the history that you had with your co-star, and you are great. Uh, you were a good, good man. I, I'm talking about your co-star in Bullets. Nick, and, uh, yeah, thank I, you. I'm well aware of. 
your goodness and your kindness and anybody wants to look it up, we won't talk because it's so serious, but you are a great man. Well, thank you, sir. All I've yeah. done is uh, stand by um, my friends, which I which I hope that we we all would do. Um, we all if, should. If, some, if yeah. someone we love is is in is in need, that I think uh, we all aspire yeah. to be the person that will show up. Yes. But listen, but- I want to I want to thank you, um, sir. We it is no smoke to say that we genuinely uh, admire you and look up to you and quote you all the time. I mean, Donald and Bill and I will be together. And we'll be just all of a sudden be like, I have yaba. <laughs> I was waiting for that word. I was because I keep, I always forget it. You remember it. You remember yeah, we know. Word. And then you go, you go, you you go, uh, you go, um, you go. I have, I have Yaba, and and Cox goes. Oh, really? Have you been around um, the this this rare type of monkey? That's the only person to give that to you in in Africa. And you go, I have been to the zoo. Continue. <laughs> 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 Now, first of all, that is also the genius of Bill, who can write for me, who yeah. wrote brilliantly for me, and to choose the vowels that I can make a meal with. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people, lot of people do, do, do an impression of me. I can't do an impression of me, except that uh, I used to be a recurring character on a show called The Commish. And, oh, my gosh. And uh, uh, somebody, I was at a poker game. And uh, they said, are you going to be here next week? And I go, I can't. I'm doing a commish. That's the only impression <laughs> I can do of me. I can't do me. But, but when, I, when I say the words, I have yama, that is, those are the vowels that are just, if you want the But also your of- timing. There was a, an episode last week we did where you where uh, the janitor is trying to get you to conspire with him and, and- – and he's like, "Hey, I, I, if you, uh, you know, do X, Y, Z, I can help you." And you kind of look up, and there's a long pause, and you go, "Go on." <laughs> it's just two fucking okay. syllables, and it's funny. Well, the, and the one, the one that's really great is when he walks into the room and, and he's complaining about everything, <laughs> and they close the curtain on him, and Cox says to him, uh, "You know, this is going to cost you. Your your insurance is going to pay for this." And you oh, immediately and the open the door and you're fully dressed. And you walk. I remember that. That I do remember. How did you do that? Was that must... a cowboy? Was that a cowboy switch? How did they do that? Because no. it's, it's done so well. It's not. There's no cut. There must have been people back there uh, helping you because it's literally Come. like a. It's like a four second change, and it's hilarious. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, here's what I wanted to say about Bill, and I mean this. He started with Spin City, took it to a greater extreme with you guys. Two-page, three-page scenes that add wow. up to a story. That, that was never done before. And when you get things like 30 Rock and, and successive shows, it started with Bill. Yeah. And it started on Spin City a little bit, but it really continued with you guys. He yeah. is the creator. He is the mind behind the new thing because he was young and uh, attention spans, cameras. That's what he did. He was he created that, and it's astounding what he did. And I don't think anybody credits him. They all credit him with being great and you know and 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 and, and super successful and commercial. 
But he did that with you guys. I, I agree with you. I don't I, think Bill gets the credit he deserves. I mean, he's no, respected. not at all. But now, all. maybe now with Ted Lasso, because guess what? On Sunday, he might win the Golden Globe. Oh, that'd be great. I love Ted Lasso. It's it's wonderful. Episode it's two wonderful. was your favorite, wasn't it? Because that's the one I directed. It was. I did like it. Right. I, I do know that, that you directed it. I actually do. Um, no, I have a feeling you two are going to work together soon. I have a feeling I, in some way. Are you kidding me? I, there's not if someone if, if I'm directing something and there's something he's right for, I I literally request him. I say you have to ask Richard if he's available. And I'll shave. I will shave. For <laughs> <you>. <laughs> I will All right, we'll let you go, sir, with your tea time. Um, but thank you so much. We love I, you. I love you both. I love don't you, know Dan or Janelle, but. Um, uh, uh, great to see you guys. I'm Good very, very happy. Well. Thank, well. right. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Thank give it up for Richard Kine! Bye, buddy. Take care, Richard. Later. Let's take a break. We'll be right back after these fine words. Oh, my God. Guys. I can't stop laughing. Dude. You guys. Dude. What? Uh, Daniel and I were messaging while we were listening, and I was like, "It's so rare you just get to sit back and listen and like uh, love a podcast while you're recording ever. it." He's, that he's was the best. The best. So yeah. fucking good. The best. So far. That was oh, amazing. You guys, you guys, he had like nine thousand more stories to tell, but I was like, "We promised we'd get him up for his tea time." I'm like, "Shake." We have to see if we can come back and tell us more stories. Seriously? That was amazing. He's By the way, he's got he's got so many stories, uh, you know, because he's just a journeyman actor who's been in a zillion things. Mm. But I really want everybody out there who is an actor and who is coming up and everything. Just listen. If you if this podcast did anything for you today, rewind to when he's talking about auditions. Mm. That is, those are jewels. Those yep. are gems given to you yeah. from Richard Kine. And I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna use them. I'm Me gonna too. steal a lot of the stuff he Me said too. today. Me too. And by the way, you don't even have to be an actor. It's about if you're going into a job interview or if you're going into a big meeting, it's about like the, the just mind. You're going to mind fuck yourself one way or the other. Why not mind fuck yourself into like, I'm a badass and you guys are going to be fucking lucky to have me. By the way, you're saying this in your mind, not out loud. Right. Not out loud. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want you writing us being like, I said it out loud. Like you said, I walked right into the audition. <laughs> Give me right. this part because you know I'm, I'm the one who's going to make you the most money. Doesn't work out of your mouth. All right. Well, listen. Obviously, because Richard hadn't seen the episode, which was a ultimate blessing in disguise, because we got to talk about so much more. We'll we'll do this episode next time, right, yes. Joelle? Yeah. And you then come up next and we'll just call this uh, conversation with Richard Kind. Um, I want to. Daniel, this gives us a chance to do a rap if you want to do one. Okay, we'll try. I'll see Please. what I can do. This episode was very funny, by the way. Yeah, it had uh, some great moments. I laughed out loud a bunch, Donald. I just have to say, when you say, um, well, first let's not of all, get into it. Let's let me just say one it. thing: okay. when you're with the heavy set gal and you're pushed into the mattress, I do and like BBW, and, and it's not, it's not a fantasy. She has, she has in real life pushed you down into the mattress. That was yeah. funny. I, I'm gonna tell you something right now. I love the fact that Turk likes BBW. That's a beautiful thing, baby. Yeah. Well, I like BBW, too. Listen, Donald, um, we have to tell everyone our big news. Should we tell everyone our big news? Oh my God. We're we doing Family to? Feud, y'all. We're there doing yeah. Family oh, thanks, Feud. Thanks. I thought I was going to be the get to one to tell Oh, them. my oh, bad. Shit. Do it, do it, do it. Oh, uh, Daniel, no, cut that out. you're fine. No, no, no. Leave it, Daniel. Um, listen, it is one of my childhood dreams. 
I never thought in my life that I would get to be on Family Feud. And I'm talking, I used to watch back in the day when Richard Dawson was like groping people. Um, now, but but now, Steve Harvey, my, one of my life goals is to say something on Family Feud that will make Steve Harvey do his classic deadpan look away. And we have been contacted. I don't know how many podcasts have been on Family Feud before. I, I heard that Office Ladies, but I don't know how many others. But the four of us, and Bill, because it's five players, are going to represent fake doctors, real friends on Family Feud. Amazing. I'm so thunderous excited. applause, Dan. Daniel, thunder applause. Thunder applause. Now, Daniel, I know you're particularly geeked about this. Can you tell us what you're feeling? Don't do that no. on Family Feud, dude. Don't do <laughs> that on not. Family Feud. <laughs> Look, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. In my head, there are moments when I'm about to encounter someone that I admire or that I'm a really big fan of. And I take a second and I think about what I'm going to say before I get there. And you know that for however long until we get on Family Feud, I'm going to be running through everything that I'm going to be saying to Steve Harvey before we step on that stage. Because I am truly beyond geek. There's such a huge fan of game shows and watching Family Feud and all of that. I mean, like, it, you know... A story from the tour bus when Ian, when me and my best friend were on tour as Gladiator, that was what we would watch on the tour bus. We would yes. watch Family Feud with everybody, just back to back to back to back. It was our favorite thing, and this is like, I mean, I, I'm so thankful. I really can't even express. We gotta it win, guys, and you know, you know, oh, we're when gonna we, you know, win. when we come out of the huddle, whoa, we gotta be whoa, clapping, whoa. and you know, to say, um, you know, you guys know to say, good answer, good, good answer. answer, good answer, good answer, good answer. So good answer. Yeah, Donald, you gotta Listen, practice but, your good answer. Okay. Because I've watched Family Feud before when somebody said of something and everybody was supportive saying, good answer, good answer. And I wanted to be like, that's not a good answer. (laughs) No, but you got to be supportive, bro. I want to be able to say, that's not a good answer. Just one time. If somebody says something dumb, even if it's me, I want to be like, that's not a good answer. I got to say, I'm so excited, you guys. When I found out this news, I was like, "This this is a little piece of, you know, in this pandemic, a little jewel of something that is so exciting yes. to me we got to figure it. out who we're going to be up against mm. that's up i mean well no they pitched i don't want to tell who but they pitched a couple of people that are already in the slots and or they said if you have a team that that you guys want to pitch to go up against where our ears are open so i don't know oh. i mean look i think the obvious choice is we go up against something that's very similar to Scrubs. I know Office uh, Ladies would have been perfect, but they've already done it. Apparently, yeah. one of my Instagram followers told me that the Office Ladies was up against Scott Foley's actual family. I, they were. I watched that episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, his so, family, maybe his we should actual, we should go up against actual, Scott Foley's his, family. <laughs> his, Scott Foley's actual family is a bunch of famous people. Really? Him, his wife, his sister-in-law, his 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 brother-in-law. Oh. Yeah, they're oh. all they're all very good. Well, we really want we want to go actors. against people that will be funny because that's what make the whole show fun. They're funny we want, too. We want we, we don't want a, okay. we don't want a dud. No, no, I'm not saying Foley. I'm saying we want we want the other team to be funny because you know most importantly we want our episode to be hilarious. Right. Absolutely. We want the funniest family feud. Survey says. Time. Right. Oh my God! I'm gonna. T- I, do you think Steve Harvey will let me touch his mustache? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Not in COVID <laughs> times, huh? What if what, what if I put on a glove? Oh my God. I do not think that's a good idea. If you want you a deadpan stare, though, that's how you get it. Can I touch that is mustache? how you get it. You touch his mustache. Daniel, you, you probably watch more episodes than any of us. Do you know the best way to? You just say something outrageous to get the deadpan stare. He you usually know, he sexual. Likes... Usually within sexual innuendo. Bingo. There you go. Yeah. 
Look, I'm going to do my impression of it for you guys. <laughs> it's spot on. <laughs> it's there. The eyes. You got to do the, the open mouth one too. The open mouth one. <laughs> I sent when we found out you guys listening when we found out I sent all these guys all my favorite Steve Harvey gifts <laughs> incredible oh I'm so excited Gotta by the way there's ready. a Scrubs tie-in because on like episode whatever was it four or something we, we cut to when Louis Anderson was hosting we cut yeah. to we cut to that we were on the show for boobs for boobs yeah. I'm gonna go with boobs Louis. I wasn't on that episode <laughs> you I weren't in that fantasy that. I was I was very upset about it I even spoke about it on the podcast alright um, so look Next week, for, I guess Thursday for you guys, because this is for Tuesday. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thursday, yeah. we will dive into the episode that we were supposed to dive into today. Um, all right. Um, otherwise, other news, um, don't forget to mark your calendars for March 26th. Live show. Uh, we're going to do a live show. That's going to be amazing. I had a really good idea for a musical guest that I'll tell you guys secretly. Tickets and, go um, on sale uh, Friday. If you're listening to it on Tuesday, Friday. Tickets for the live event will be going on sale Friday, March Oh, 5th. that's exciting. Yeah. Now, are we going to cap the audience? This is something we haven't talked about. Mm. Why would we cap them? Well, I mean. Special event, man. You, I mean, if you if, if, if there's two schools of thought. One is just like let anyone in the world who wants to come in, who wants to buy a ticket, mm-hmm. come in. And then the other school of thought is like, no, let's make it special and and, and limit the amount of people in the quote unquote theater like you would if you were touring. I think the great thing about a virtual tour is that everybody can join in. All right. So we just talked infinite. Yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about O2 and all of that stuff. Yeah, There's exactly. no way we can do O2 numbers if we cap them. But what about the supreme model of selling clothing where it's like, sorry, guys, we only had a thousand seats. Listen, our first live show, Yeah, but though, the last thing I want to do- theater. Yeah, the first real live show, mm-hmm, small mm-hmm. intimate theater. Okay. Break. So maybe oh, as we is... go forward, we do bespoke ones. Mm. Yeah, I think this. Mm. I think this is for everybody. We, all okay. our listeners want this, and so we should give them right. the opportunity. And you know, if you don't want this, I, I, I would implore you to change your mind. It's gonna. Things are gonna, gonna happen. That first of all, it's gonna be a are, lot of fun. Things are gonna happen that don't happen on the show. Oh yeah, you think? What? Oh they yeah, be? we're gonna have um, a musical guest at least. Right. We're gonna interact with our fans. Okay. Um, you're gonna. They're gonna be able to look at our faces. Donald will show his melted Hershey's kisses. That's true. Um, by March 26th, <laughs> which is one month from today, I'm hoping to have uh, abs. So uh, maybe we'll, maybe I'll show you them. Maybe if, if listen, if I drop a few more pounds, I will show melted Hershey's kisses. Oh, and you okay. guys can hear. You guys can hear about what the what it's all about. You can. You know see what else what we could do about. as a pitch? I'll tell the audience this pitch that I think you might like. Shafter balls. You, you could, no, no shafter balls. By the way, speaking of shafter balls, this is kind of like our OnlyFans. We're doing an OnlyFans event. Yeah, but it's like shafter balls too. Oh. Except we're not going to show, you know, balloon nut. Um, I wanted to say that maybe we sing Gylo. No. Why not? No, no, Why not? no. Because we. You scared? Like, you scared? You scared? You think I'm scared to sing? You scared? You can sing Gylo right now. It's not no, a big deal. That's for the special event, Dick Neck. Dick neck, it's not a big deal. You rub dick your ne- neck. I'm a dick neck? So that means my face is the what? Where's the head, where? the tip. Okay. And you rub your neck and you look like a giraffe when that shit grows. Oh, boy. Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my word. <laughs> fucking look like E.T. when it grows. Yes. Is that what you're saying? E.T. when he's fucking like. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 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 
I hope it's a little girthier than E.T.'s neck. Yeah, shit. yeah. Well, yeah. You, your dick neck has a lot more girth than E.T.'s dick neck. Oh, <laughs> There go all our sponsors. All right. Listen, <laughs> let's get out of here while we're ahead. Joelle, you all right? I'm dying. Don't worry, Joelle. You can unpause Rebels any moment. Listen, guys. <laughs> Did you watch WandaVision? No, no I'm not yet. caught up. Don't say a word. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch last there. Did you watch it? I watched last week's. I watched last week's. I haven't watched last night's. No, Donald's oh the kind of guy that gets up in the morning and watches. I know. I, I, we, my wife and I watched it this morning because we had the kids were at school and we had a little bit of time before the podcast. And, uh. and, uh, whoo! All right, Sorry. But, I didn't mean to okay. unlatch. I didn't that's mean off, to unlatch. That's off. Yeah, that's <laughs> off. Leave we'll it at that. There. We'll get there. Leave it at okay. that. Get your baby back on the nipple. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Easy. Easy. There it is. <laughs> All right. There's gonna go. be a kid. There's gonna be a kid that hears that one day and is gonna be like, I'm so troubled. It just reminds me of my mom's teat. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Zach's voice, but it reminds me of suckling on my mom's teat. Oy, 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 oy. All right. Uh let's end this. That was awesome. That was such a surprise. Amazing. And it's such a great example of how, like, when the second he said he hadn't seen the episode, I was like, rut row. And then I was. That was one of the most entertaining guests we've had. Um, I uh, yeah. I he has so many stories, man. Oh. And and well, next you time know, we got to ask him about uh, the the Clooney, all his Clooney uh, uh, anecdotes yes. because no doubt. Clooney of it all. He's Clooney's best friend, and they and he and, and he was uh, Clooney was best man at his wedding, and I'm sure they have a lot of adventures uh, that, that that we'll get Richard to tell. I cannot stress this enough: the jewels that he left. We're sacred, and so please, if you are in business and you have fear of walking into rooms and being in front of people, or if you need a new anecdote because the old one's not working anymore, rewind this episode. Great talk with Richard Kind, guys. Yes. Um, all right, we love you all, and uh, we'll see you next time. Five, six, seven, eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. Listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now.
JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience owning them is a great one. Always packing the most functionality and fun into every product at a truly accessible price. Zach, mm. let me tell you, JLab has these new luxury over-ear headphones called the JBuds Lux ANC. Yep. These seamlessly blend innovation and lab quality sound, all in these sleek headphones that guarantee an elevated listening experience. You can connect to multiple devices, customize your sound in the JLab app, and get over 70 hours of playtime. Well, buddy, those sound pretty cool, but have you heard of the JBuds ANC3? They are the smallest smart active noise canceling true wireless earbuds you can find. You can also connect to multiple devices, but these come with a built in USB C charging cable and a noise canceling microphone for crisp, clear phone calls. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount+, Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift. And danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. 
Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacovas will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And point your toes west. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.